You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. It's a great joy to interview a great friend of mine, Casey Wolverton, a Seventh-day Adventist pastor who I've had the joy of knowing for many years. So, um, Casey, welcome. Thank you very much, Ian. It's great to be here. Uh, Casey, uh, it's a little bittersweet. We've had a great joyful um, connection over many years. But in a week or two, you're actually leaving town. Yeah, that's true. I've been here for 13 years here in Toowoomba. It's been an incredible run. Um, But indeed, I will be transferring to a church in Caboolture, the Caboolture Adventist Church on uh, just north of Brisbane. And uh, we're going to start over with everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'll be good at it. Uh, Casey, um, how did a Seventh-day Adventist pastor from a fairly traditional background uh, not only end up in Toowoomba, but end up so involved with the body of Christ in the city and the city itself? So can you tell us something of your story? Yeah, sure. Look, uh, quite uh, remarkably, I felt inclined one uh, week to attend the minister's fraternal in the Gold Coast where I was serving. I was I pastored there for two years and I didn't know anybody there and uh, went along and sure enough, um, there was a guest preacher and he uh, made a compelling call. Uh, and what inspired me the most uh, by this appeal for engagement with the wider body of Christ was he in a, in a gentle way rebuked some not necessarily those that were attending, but for allowing their distinctive, um, uh, I guess, um, flavor of their faith tradition to so dominate that it precluded others from participating in, in uh, unity. You know, whether, whether that be in, in the context of a minister's fraternal or a worship service, you know, a combined church service or whatever. And I was so moved by that. Um, it just got me thinking, you know, I really, I really should take that counsel and, and try to engage. It just so happened that uh, by the end of, uh, I think the next year, that was my first year, I was asked to go to uh, the city whereby that guest preacher uh, actually made his home. And his name was Ian Shelton. And uh, so ama- amazingly, within a couple of months of arriving here in Toowoomba, I got a chance to meet the 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 pastor that had inspired me so powerfully, and, uh, well, the rest is history. Uh, yes, it might be, but it still um, is a journey from being a traditional pastor, not only in SDA, it goes for all of us who were called to look after our churches, but found ourselves compelled by the Lord to engage as the body of Christ. So tell us something of the journey I mean, you, you obviously have stayed a faithful pastor in your Seventh-day Adventist tradition, but additional to that, you've got very engaged in the city. So tell us a little of that journey and yeah. what it's meant for you. Well, look, I, you know, I, again, I was blessed to come to a city that uh, that was uh, somewhat of its identity within the wider body of Christ to uh, work together. And uh, I started attending the weekly um, 
it was really, we didn't really use the terminology uh, fraternal. It was really just uh, spiritual leaders, pa mostly pastors. We'd come together on a Thursday morning and we would uh, spend some time with, in worship, singing, and then we would uh, pray together. And uh, sometimes it was somebody who would give a, a bit of a message. Um, and it was through that that I began hearing about different opportunities to, to get involved. And um, yeah, it really became something that I looked forward to. And those opportunities, I mean, they were so broad because again, lots of different faith groups were represented there. And so uh, different things came up and I, I would get involved in, you know, I always, I must say, I always felt affirmed whenever I did that and maybe a bit of shock because uh, there hadn't been, although in this city there had been Adventist pastors that were, were somewhat involved, but broader um, in the country, it wasn't a, a common thing. So I felt always, I always felt really affirmed, but, you know, whenever I would get involved. Yeah, and that, that's wonderful. And what are some of the things that you have got involved in around the city, Casey? Yeah, well, I guess initially um, I just tried to, I would just participate in the, uh, whatever the kind of general thing. So we, ha we had two or three um, combined worship services um, back then. Um, we would do the occasional um, engagement with the city leadership. Um, I think that uh, further along the road, I got invited to participate in a, a, a fundraiser for one of uh, city women's events. Um, yeah, I, but then somewhere along the line, um, I got invited to actually participate in the leadership of this, uh, we call it the Christian Leaders Network. And that really created new opportunities. Um, and really, I, I just have such a thankful heart. I mean, I, I got invited to, to preach occasionally at some of these churches. Of course, my, my church was in shock. They, they couldn't conceive of, of those invitations, but they came because of the relationships that were shaped and the trust it built through the context of those um, engagements. So, um, you know, it really became quite natural for me to, to um, work with you know, other churches and other church leaders. I didn't, I never felt like uh, the expectations were, were really too high. I, uh, I think everybody is respectful that if you're a pastor, you first have to, um, you know, take care of your own flock. But then that extra 10% that you could provide a, 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 as a blessing to other church groups, uh, it's just so well appreciated. So it's, it's been such a joy be, being able to contribute a little bit beyond my own congregation. Uh, yes, and perhaps um, you're not going to say it of yourself. Maybe uh, I can say a little more because uh, I was involved in um, inviting you to join the leadership of the pastors of the city in what we call Christian Leaders Network. And of course, as I've told the story several other times, uh, there was at least one person, a uh, prominent pastor, who thought it was um, wrong of me to invite you because in his view, uh, you had false doctrine, and he handed me some documents to prove his point. Um, but uh, I never did get around to looking at those documents. I actually put them in the bin. And um, it's not that I'm um, uh, unconcerned about false doctrine or unconcerned about even um, different views, right or wrong, but 
uh, getting to know you, it was obvious that you were a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that was the joy to me that our spirits witnessed together. We were of God. We were part of the Father's family. And, of course, as time went on, even that same uh, important pastor, and I guess he, he was a significant pastor, I don't know about important, but significant, came to really love you and appreciate mm. you highly. I still don't know who it is to this no, day. Uh, well, we don't. don't. Some people are <laughs> nameless uh, <laughs> and should remain nameless uh, because I'm sure we're, none of us would like all our names to be brought up over some issues. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. just thankful for grace and forgetteries. Um, but you were a great contributor to the leadership group. Uh, you came to our prayer summits. Uh, you got involved in, in supporting anything and everything. You supported the local Christian radio uh, you became one of the few pastors that came regularly, monthly, um, with other pastors to meet with the mayor and pray with him and to hear his stories and support him. Uh, you've been an amazing supporter. Mm, thank um, you so and much. And then, of course, as, is, uh, as people can hear from your accent, uh, you weren't born in Australia. You came from the U.S. And you bring the, uh, aspects of your culture that have greatly contributed and blessed us mm. here well, with your, your positive nature and, of course, and your great preaching. You've been a great mm. blesser, blessing as a preacher in uh, many of our churches. So, um, so complimentary. Thank you uh, so much. It's been a great joy to have you, and it's going to be... Um, uh, day of sorrow to see you leave, but I'm sure you'll be a blessing over in Kapulcha, north of Brisbane. Thank you, thank you, Anthony. So um, just um, in finishing, um, Casey, uh, you know, it's wonderful to have the body of Christ active together in every city, but of course it's not always the case. But uh, if you had the opportunity to speak to pastors and leaders from various denominations and faith traditions, how would you encourage them? In this area. Yeah, I, I think this is an important question, and, and I, I actually would, um, I wonder if the, there's almost a two-part answer. One, I, I would like to speak to or certainly influence those within my own faith tradition and beyond that. Other churches that have very Christian faith traditions that have very strong uh, commitment to their own uh, identity, um, I, would, I would say this to them, including my own that you will, your influence within the wider body of Christ is dramatically diminished if you don't engage. It's, it's just common sense. And yet, um, for some reason, there is a, um, I don't know if it's fear or if it's just um, lack of uh, motivation, but um, it's not common that we see uh, the, the level of engagement that would match the zeal to be an influence. Now, read between the lines and some would say, well, that's not right. You shouldn't mix for that purpose. Well, you know what? I, you know, as I read the Gospels, often Jesus would use a carrot to get behavior. Uh, in other words, he would talk up the rewards. Well, one of the rewards, and let's just use, you know, um, my, the Adventist church as an example. We have a, a vested interest and desire to help people live more healthfully, to recognize the relationship between their spirituality and their health. It, it, has, it impacts each other. And so that, that's a concerted calling by God. You will not be able to influence in that realm unless you engage. 
You, you just can't do it through the TV or radio or from the lofty heights of your, your pulpit on top of the platform, far from the people, but confined in your four walls. So I would appeal to those within my own faith tradition, but well beyond that, anybody who tends to stay close to home thinking that that's um, the most effective way for them to be uh, of, of influence with the things that God has given them. And most, um, most within the body of Christ, I mean, it seems very common to me that uh, it's more common to find Christian leaders who feel that God's given them something to share, not just to the unchurched, but within the body of Christ. So mix, unite, work together, engage, build relationships. And I believe that that accomplishes uh, God's purposes better than anything. How's that? <laughs> That's wonderful, Casey. Casey, um, the other day we had a wonderful farewell, farewell luncheon put on by uh, pastors of the city. There was a big crowd there. And uh, your wife, Katie, also spoke. And it became obvious listening to you both as you were sharing your little farewell talk that um, she's also been blessed by being part of the uh, wider body of Christ. So maybe can you sum up what has it meant for you as a couple, as a family, to be involved um, in the wider body in the yeah. city? Oh, look, I've been so um, happy to see, you know, first it was a revelation to me, the kind of richness you can experience by engaging with uh, the, that wider um, church. Um, but all the more joy in my heart as I began to see Katie um, doing the same thing. And, you know, maybe a little bit influenced by my example, but I think largely it was the Spirit of God convicting her because the circles that she's run in are different from mine. Um, and, but, but that's been really a wonderful thing to be able to both share in that, that joy. And I think it's made us let me say, I think it's made us much better um, Seventh-day Adventists, actually. You know, within my own Christian tradition, I, I, I think it has. Um, and, uh, I mean, our, our faith is nurtured as we mix with other, um, you know, committed Christians led by the Holy Spirit, as we are encouraged within those within my own church, for sure. But I just think it's just a richer experience when you engage broadly. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, also at your farewell, the mayor and deputy mayor both turned up. So, um, and very positive, obviously, about your input into the city. So, what's it meant for you as a Seven Day Adventist pastor to be uh, connected to the civic authorities of a city? Mm, what a great question, and what an incredible opportunity. You invited me into that. Um, monthly um, grouping and uh, like everything's just worked out. I mean, he is a our our mayor has been uh, one who has uh, appreciated um, spiritual leaders in a city, recognizing that they do have a part to play in the success and prosper of the city. So that's been really wonderful. But uh, yeah, to to be able to be present to hear of the challenges of, of um, government uh, from someone that, you know, his decisions um, are going to have an impact on, you know, a lot of people. Um, that's been a real honor and, you know, a responsibility. And I know 
this is true for you too, as we sit there and just, you know, mostly just listen, but, you know, we're praying under our breath that he will have the wisdom he needs, the courage um, to do, you know, what's right. And then occasionally um, he does invite our opinions and perspectives. And, you know, there's those opportunities that we read about even in stories of Nehemiah and Daniel of men who, you know, stood tall and when given an opportunity could speak truth and, and more often than not, as we read in Scripture, they, they were listened to, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I guess finally, um, after Easter each year in Australia, we have a day of Thanksgiving and uh, uh, each city is uh, uniquely tasked with uh, designing something to celebrate that day and to pray and recognise some aspect of our community. Now, for several years, you've actually hosted that on a, uh, on your, on a Saturday, on your Sabbath, at your service. And traditionally, the mayor and sometimes other councillors and other politicians and, and other pastors have all attended that. So that would not normally be a seven-day Adventist, I assume, um, way of doing things. So what was, what's been in your thinking? What's yeah. been the result of um, that from your well, point of view? Well, I should say, because Jeff McDonald, uh, if you ever listen to this, he'd want me to say this, he's come to every single one we've run, and uh, he wants the mayor to know, because the mayor missed one time. Uh, <laughs> he's the deputy mayor. Yeah, he's the deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And look, um, we two things that really inspired me about the National Day of Thanks happens the last Saturday in May. First of all, I believe in the power of affirmation. I don't feel like I do it enough, but I do believe, uh, well, I believe you have a gift for it. You've affirmed me many times and others I've seen you do it. But I think giving thanks and thanking people, it is, we just don't do it enough. And so here's a day set aside for the purpose of thanking people. And I love the fact that it's for thanking specific groupings each year that, you know, I mean, it's, you thank somebody for their service. Could be an, could be emergency um, worker, could be nurses, could be teachers, government workers. I mean, we've done everything, trades. Uh, every year it's a different grouping. Um, and you thank them, and they're like almost like they've been hit by a truck. Like, what's this? The, a church thanking us for, 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 you know, let's say it's a nurse, you know, for my service. And, you know, we've seen people in, quite emotional as we invite them to, to church on that day. And, and then we have the mayor there, and he gives a speech, and <laughs> they just can't believe it. Uh, it's been such an incredible thing to be a part of. And then the other thing about it was, you know, it's on our Sabbath. So we, we feel like, man, what could be a better thing to do? And look, within my own, um, there was a bit of discussion about that. You know, is, what are we doing? This is a little bit out of the norm. But w- gradually it became really part of the thing and then a part of the day um, for, for our church. And then we shifted it to our main service. Event- First we started in the afternoon and we moved it to Saturday mornings. And, um, yeah, it's been a delight. I, I certainly want to continue it. I hope I can uh, w- when I'm going to Kabulcher. But, um, and I feel like the city gradually began to really embrace it, um, you know, one person after another, just starting to realize, particularly if we were designated to thank the group that they're in. I remember one year we did accountants. <laughs> just, you know, we didn't get a lot of accountants there, but a few came, and they were just in shock, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, Casey, they were great days, the ones I was able to get to. Yeah. And uh, good on you for being innovative and uh, head of the pack, mate. <laughs> Casey, we're going to miss you. And uh, we just pray God's rich blessings upon you and Katie and the girls and on your new ministry in Caboolture. May they be greatly blessed. God Thanks for coming you. in.